It is a dream deeper rooted in the American dream. All right, how's it going, everybody? My name is Mike DeJesus. I am the founder and CEO of Reaching Higher Red, and I am so glad to have you all here for our second podcast. I have with us today Kayla Oscar, and she is a student, and I thought it was very important after our last conversation to bring a student aboard. We had a great, great conversation with some education experts who went deep on the topic of race, racism, and activism. And I thought after having that conversation that it was important to get the student's point of view. So we got the educator's point of view, and I wanted to get the the student point of view on this topic. And of course, we have a student here with us. So Kayla, why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and to, to our audience. And yeah, the floor is yours. Hi, audience. My name is Kayla Aska. I am a junior student studying biomedical sciences in the University of South Florida in Tampa. I tried to get a minor in African studies, but it didn't allow me to because it was not enough credits. But that can show you how um, dedicated I am to the topic. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about your experience at your campus? How did you choose your campus? Why did you choose it? And how did you choose your major? And you said you was going to minor in Africana studies. And I'm just curious about your choice in, in wanting to choose that major. Okay. So coming from high school, I was a student in a high school in Miami, Florida, which is kind of like a diverse, a very diverse community. And so I wanted to keep the diverse atmosphere when I go to college. I was thinking of going to a historically black college or university, but I realized I just still wanted that diverse atmosphere. So I tried to look at the more minority, majority, predominantly white institutions to see if I could find that, I guess, atmosphere that I was looking for. And one of the first colleges that I went to was University of South Florida because it was closer to my house, but it was still a great distance away that my parents wouldn't be on my back all the time. So, so I, but as soon as I visited the campus, I just fell in love with it. It was just, well, of course, since it's in Florida, it's very like all the palm trees and like the, the view and just the whole area is very beautiful, the camp, but, and also they also have a lot of diverse students. You would always see Asians, black people, white people, everyone just like coexisting together and always just, I guess, becoming their best friendships and relationships as they can. And I just, I love the diversity in this campus. So I was just like, this is the school for me. I don't even want to look anymore. I chose biomedical sciences because I plan on going to medical school and I wanted to join African Africana Studies because everything, well, the first, my first semester on campus, I had a class of African, I think it was African American history. I forgot the, the class name, but it was, it had to do mostly with African Americans and we were just learning on everything. And I realized that there's a lot that the high school education level doesn't really teach you on race and 
well, our race in particular, um, Black students and their history. And I felt that they were, like, I wanted to know more and I was just more intrigued on the topic because there's a lot that hasn't been given to me information-wise prior to me going to college. <laughs> That's a very interesting point that, that you stated just about high school not giving you that, that history about African-Americans. And I actually had a very similar experience. So I actually majored in my undergrad in Africana studies. And I remember having a very similar experience. I remember my first Africana studies class, I took it and I was just blown away. I couldn't believe what I was learning. And and I just remembered like, wow, these were things that I had no idea about, never learned in my experience in in high school or junior high school or definitely not any time before that. So I can I can definitely feel you on 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 that experience. For me, it was an eye opener. So, yeah, I was actually a computer science major, and and I switched. It was just I was just so entrenched with learning the history, and it was a passion of mine. So, I, I definitely feel you in that. I'm just curious with your passion on the topic, and you say you was looking for a school that was diverse. After being there for some time, so you transferred schools. What it sounds like, correct? No. So I stayed in, I st- I'm still in the University of South Florida. Oh, you are? Okay. Yes. But after, if I'm following the question correctly, after probably a year of being on campus, and it's not any disrespect to the campus itself or the people in the campus, I just feel, cl- I feel like I want to be closer to my community more so because I'm, I'm a Black Hispanic person too and Caribbean. So I grew up mostly with Hispanics and I feel like it's time for me to more to branch off more to the my black and Caribbean side more than anything right now. And so I'm planning on going. My dream is to go to um, medical school in Howard University, which is a historically black college and university. So you were living on your campus um, and you said you were looking for diversity while while you were there, but you moved off campus. And so. So now you're off campus and that's because you, you wanted to be in, in the community, which, which I think is wonderful. So I'm just curious why you were on campus and what was your experience? Did you find that diversity you were looking for when you first saw the college after living there for some years on the campus? And I'm just curious, did you experience anything that was off-putting, any racism, any issues with race on, on your campus? Okay. So I, ironically enough, I was really intrigued in that the diversity aspect of the school, but I would, I joined University of South Florida in a program called the Student Support Services Program. And the majority of the Student Support Services students are like black or Hispanic students, probably a, a few white people and a few um, Asians. And, but the majority is black and Hispanics. And I've surrounded myself to um, surround myself with the black, like mostly black students. So the majority of my friends became black students. I became, I only, not only, but mostly went to black student events. I joined black student union. And so everything, I was looking for a diversity aspect, but I ended up just sticking with my, my people, I guess. Um, But and so because I was around that area, I wasn't very much in the other communities that I was able to interact with racism firsthand and directly. 
But my freshman, there was multiple cases of racist associations in the on campus. Like my first year, there was white fraternity that they threw a party and in the party it was kind of they were doing they like wrote the n-word around and it like it went it was all over like the black community like group chats and all of that and everybody was just like why would they do that it's a predominantly white institution but it was minority majority at the time so you said they wrote the n-word well on the campus was this graffiti it was like at the party and they would like all say it and it was just very like just disrespectful and I know that some white fraternities, even though they're predominantly white, there is some black students inside it or they have some black friends. And it's just, why would they do that? You know? Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, what was the campus's response to this issue? So what I've noticed with the campus of University of South Florida, they don't really respond to racial issues that much. I mean, of course, they have it on their their conducts and their university policies to not disregard any uh, anyone by their race creed religion or age and uh, abilities but they don't really respond or react to anything and you could see it now with everything that's been going on with George Floyd um, Breonna Taylor Ahmaud Arbery everything that's been going on with these like killings and the backlash from it they the campus hasn't made a public statement yet to this day about everything. So Kayla, I find that fascinating and interesting because that is not the first time I've heard that. And I've, you know, talked to other, both students and and college administrators and campuses, particularly here in New York state where I'm, I'm located. And I've heard that same sort of feedback that campuses have not really responded the way students would like to racial issues. And then in the wake of the killings of Black bodies, that their campuses that have made statements or the statements left a lot to be desired. So what you're saying definitely echoes what I've been hearing. So I'm just curious, what would appropriate response be to these issues. So, for example, when the fraternity wrote the N-word at, at a party or, you know, after the the killing of, of a Breonna Taylor, what more could the campuses have done? Because I guess an argument would be, what can we do besides maybe put a, a statement on the website or condemn what we already have in our uh, student conduct book? Mm-hmm. Um, so what would students like to see campuses do in these sorts of situations? Well, I feel that um, students would like to see the, well, I guess a, for a lack of better terms, the the common dis- decency for something that disrespectful happening to a community. Like, for example, for what happened with the white fraternity, I would, it would be ideal for the campus to, or the, the, director of sorority and fraternity life to at least possibly suspend that fraternity's chapter for the campus or just find an investigation of racial discrimination in the on the campus i'm not sure of the the fraternity's bylaws and i don't know how their situation would work but something along the lines of that or even the bare minimum of making a statement with regards to it And even like the same thing for what's been happening lately in the the 
George Floyd cases and the Breonna Taylor cases to to just bring awareness at least. That's, the I guess, the bare minimum that we could expect, what we would want to expect from the campus. You talk about bring awareness, and I'm just curious if you can touch upon and maybe go a little deeper on the topic. What, what do you mean by awareness? What would you like to see from your campus in, in bringing awareness to issues? For me personally, I would have liked to seen a the campus make a statement with regards of what's going on. It took the student government to make it, but, and there's also like different organizations within the campus who are making statements, obviously, but the campus itself hasn't said anything. And they've actually have refused to said, to say stuff because most of their endorsements and their endorsers are not ideally looking for the Black Lives Matter association with the campus. So I would like to see some sort of awareness in the aspect of that. Because considering because considering the campus is a predominantly white institution, there's a lot of students that even if they have heard of this, the civil unrest resulting from the George Floyd case or even the Breonna Taylor case or the other killings that's been happening lately, they either don't pay attention to it or they don't they're not educated on the aspect to at least so at least for the campus to make an, a public statement of awareness and showing that they have possibly donated to the cause or just something just something small at least that everyone has been doing that have been supporting the black lives matter movement would you say other students of color on your campus had the same sentiment? And are, are you hearing that that kind of talk of wanting more to be done from your campus? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm in a when this, when everything has started and the protests started in Tampa, there was a group chat made with a bunch of students from the campus and even surrounding areas, or just people, just just black people or allies in the surrounding areas. They have reached out to to the Tampa to the um, University of South Florida I forgot the name of the person's career but I think it's like the publicist or something that's for the campus so, so they can make the statement they've reached out to Tampa mayor the, the mayor of Tampa and the Tampa PD force they've reached out to everyone to see if they can make a statement or make a awareness or bring support to the cause and we haven't received anything back considering to the University of South Florida. So was this a student organizations that have done this and trying to get campuses and the surrounding community to, to engage and make a statement on this topic? Yeah, it was mostly student organizations, but there were organizations outside of University of South gotcha. Florida who were also joining in. Gotcha. So you had both the outside community and the campus community wanting the college itself and and uh, mm-hmm. some public figures in, in the surrounding community to make a statement. And mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing, it hasn't happened. Um, yeah, because, well, Tampa is mostly known for the Buccaneers, or the Tampa um, baseball team, their baseball team and the University of South Florida and Bush Gardens. And those are the three main things that people come to Tampa for. And for one of them to not make an awareness of one of the bigger institutions to not make an awareness or make a statement regarding what's going on. That's very basically 
unavoidable to miss, it's it tells a lot to the community who are looking for that answer. Is the lack of action from your campus, does that bring, would you say, for the communities of color, particularly the Black and, and Latinx communities on the campus, Do you does that bring any sort of angst to those communities to not or feel supported from the college? Well, for me, I, I could say that for the community, I think that it's that it receives a bad image with the for the the campus itself, but for me, I feel like it's kind of except um, expected for the campus, considering that it's in the Tampa Bay community area. There's Confederate flags on the highway, and I got to tell you, that's something that again that I've heard, us particularly on uh, predominantly white colleges or PWIs that students have shared that same sentiment that you were sharing. So, you know, I don't want to sit here and and feel like we're picking on your particular campus. So, you know, let's talk about solutions here, right? Because what you're describing, Kayla, is something that's not unique to your campus. Definitely issues of race and racism happen on PWIs all across the, the United States. Thank you for bringing them up because I think that they are real and people need to know and understand that these are real issues that students are facing and living with as students of color on a predominantly white campus. So these issues exist. And one thing I've been hearing from you is that, you know, you want students, you want the campus, I'm sorry, to do more. So what is it specifically? Let's, let's, let's get specifics. What sort of specific things can faculty and administrators do to be more of an ally to students of color, making them feel like they have safe spaces and perhaps, you know, engage in the topics of race and racism? What would you like to see? Well, for one, um, considering faculty and staff, since it doesn't have much to do with their the the education aspect of the students i would like to see them basically what like stand with us for a lack of better terms we see that in some restaurants and some stores and institutions there's like signs that we just don't condemn racism or we don't d- disrespect anyone because of their race ethnicity color creed we see all of that going on and we for the most part the people who planner that and in front of their store or in front of their restaurant, they give the same, they give the same, I guess, energy for when they're, they're servicing towards the, towards their customers. So we would like to see, I mean, well, for me speaking for myself, I would like to see the faculty just stand with us. If they witness anything that's being, that can be written off as discrimination towards a race, they would stand up with it and they would just voice their opinion on it, which is positive, hopefully. And then for the campus itself, I would like to see kind of like a rule or a mandatory class that the students could take to learn about racism in American society, because I'm taking that class right now in the semester but I feel like it should be mandatory for possibly like freshman students, considering that we're coming out of high school. And for the most part, we don't learn what's going on in the world. And it might seem like us, like black people, we are surrounded about around the topic. But I realize that a lot of white people and a lot of people who are not black 
they don't they don't um understand and they're not educated on what's going on in the world because they have they live in a total different space than us they don't witness a lot of that going on and when they do it's possible it's probably like once in a blue moon and for us it's more often so i feel like taking a class that would educate you and show you like what's really going on that would be really helpful in kind of working towards changing the racial prejudice that is in society today well, I think that's phenomenal to have a class that's required for all students. I think mm-hmm. something that you said earlier was, you know, when you took your Africana Studies course, that it was an eye-opener for you. And, you know, I know when I was an undergrad that it was an eye-opener for me. So I can imagine that having a required course for all students, that it would be an eye-opener for all the students who would be uh, taking that course. I think that's phenomenal and a great idea. And I think campuses should definitely consider having more courses that are mandated for students that discuss topics of of race and racism and and engage in that. You know, we can look back to pre-colonial America and see the foundations of racism starting to take shape. Of course, when you get uh, slavery, how it solidified uh, race and racism in this country. And, And you're right, a lot of people are just ignorant of those things. So being able to have a course that's an eye opener. But I think from what I'm hearing from you, that's also impactful, right? So you just don't want to teach people about the topic, but you want them to be impacted by it is Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing from you. And I think that's phenomenal. I think you're absolutely right. And that's spot on that we need to have campuses making impactful decisions about how to address that topic. And I think that's a fabulous way of doing it. And I think it's a really simple way being that most campuses have general education courses that students have to fulfill and to be able to take a course as a fascinating uh, idea. So We've seen over the last few months, protests in this country have become a hot topic. Unfortunately, there's been some unfortunate situations that, that happened at, at some of the protests, such as in, in Wisconsin, where people actually lost their lives. And we see that people are upset and people are angry. People are for protesting. People are against protesting. But I would assume being a young person who is in college and passionate about this topic, that you're going to have college students who want to participate in the protesting. And so how do campuses engage students who want to protest, but do it in a safe way? And in your opinion, do you feel like if you had students that were protesting on your campus for these issues, that the administration would be supportive of that? And if not, how can they be more supportive? And I know I just threw a lot at you, so please, you know, feel free to, to break that up in, in, in any way you want. Well, the if we were to start protesting on campus, I genuinely think that the administration would probably try to shut it down, like the campus police and even just the president of University of South Florida. But... I think that a better way, instead of shutting it down, because I think their their whole aspect of it is, one, they don't want any violence to be on campus. They don't want to be on the news. They don't want for, like, with negative 
as, um, impacts because a lot of people are more so in the well, the protests are riots, and it's just it's a it's a neg it just gets a negative um, connotation for the camp. It would make a negative aspect for the campus. So I don't think they want that type of news coming towards their title. And then also, I don't think they would want to lose some of their endorsements for the people who are supporting the campus and paying most of the money towards the campus. So I think they would try to shut it down. But I think one way they could make, like stand with us is just to make sure that it's pro- it's peaceful. And if it becomes violent, that's when they would shut it down. And that's the same thing for all protests around the world, basically, because it's not only happening in America. I think just let us protest peacefully. Let us get the message across. If it becomes violent, then you would it would be understandable that you would want to shut it down. But for the most part, I think that the the campus would possibly shut it down, even if it is pretty peaceful. So it sounds like, in your opinion, that you don't feel that there would be that support. So, you know, and, and protesting has become kind of a, of a hot, almost almost dirty word in, in sorts, right? And I think people get this image of protesting and being out in the streets and, you know, picketing and all what we're seeing on the news. But protesting can take all forms, right? There's just different kinds of protests. And so you think that your institution has a responsibility for students who want to protest to educate students on protesting, maybe the history of protesting, or even different types of protesting and ways to do that, that students still feel supported and being an ally with the students of color who who feel affected by, by what's going on in the world. I definitely think that they could. It's not, it's very positive. It's a positive way of standing with the community and giving what your students, most of the, some of the students want. I think that it's, it would be educational for the most part. But like I said, because of what we've seen already from the campus, it's kind of like the campus wants to avoid it. They don't want to talk about the topic. They don't want to mention it. They don't want any news coming towards to them about protests in their, on their campus. So I don't think that they would, but I definitely think that they could and they should definitely. Yeah. And I would agree with you. I think all campuses should, right? That particularly if you have students of color on your campus, that you should feel compelled to to engage in these topics. Race and racism is a part of our American history, right? This is something that we're all impacted by every day. So I think what you're bringing up here is really the importance of not shying away from these topics or into showing support for students who are affected by these topics and being able to show support, being able to be an ally and also help students express their angst, frustrations, even anger in safe and peaceful ways. So I think those are all fascinating points that you have brought up, Kayla. This is something that I think it's important for campuses to to hear for, for administrators on these campuses to hear because I would imagine, like yourself, there are students of color all across the United States 
who can relate to the things that you are saying and campuses need need to be aware. And and so hopefully this will give them some campuses some insight to their students on the campus because every student has a voice and those voices should be heard and um, taken in, into consideration. We're the future, so we should be heard. Absolutely. Absolutely, Kayla. You are the future. It is important for your voices to be heard and taken seriously. You know, when, when I was working on college campuses, there's always a big push to get students of color on campuses. One of my frustration was that once students of color were on these campuses, that there wasn't the support network and infrastructure needed and let them feel like they are a part of the campus, like majority students who, who are on there. And so I think you you hit upon those uh, points today. I also think it's fascinating that uh, as a young woman of color that you're going into the medical field, we definitely need more more doctors. And I hope that just someone hearing some other student, maybe somebody in high school, just hearing you saying that you want to go into the medical sciences would be inspired by that because we definitely need more people of color going into those fields, uh, particularly uh, the STEM fields and definitely, um, definitely medicine. So that, that is, that is fascinating. And I wish you all the best uh, for that. Is there anything else that you would like to say to our audience? Anything that you would like fellow students to know, or maybe some faculty or staff or anybody who may be listening who is in higher education regarding this topic? I would like to kind of give a shout out at the, the program that I joined the university in. I think that those type of programs, because they cater to more so the students who are not like basically black students, Hispanic students, um, Asian students, I think that they should SSS and well, student support services and programs like that should be in a lot more campuses because it, they cater to and they give more advice for, to people of color rather than, especially in a predominantly white institution. They would give them advice. They would probably be counselor to when they're feeling overwhelmed being possibly being not finding like people that they are comfortable with. I think those type of programs are really important to be on campuses, predominantly white campuses. (laughs) Kayla, I love that. Those programs are actually a personal passion of mine. In my other hat, you know, I co-manage a state program that's very similar to SSS, New York actually is one of the few states that actually has state-funded programs that are like uh, the TRIO programs that SSS is uh, a part of, along with New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And then California actually is the other uh, state that has state-funded programs. So I agree. I believe all states should look at ways to come up with state funding for these kind of programs and definitely (laughs) for federal programs like SSS and the other TRIO programs Mm -hmm. that they should be funded. These are programs that help students get into college, help students while they're in college, and definitely help students who would otherwise not have the chance to be in college, graduate. And there are so many students who graduate from these state and federal opportunity programs that have done some amazing, amazing things. And so I love that you brought that up Mm -hmm. as your final point. I can talk about that all day. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll have to bring you back just to talk about your SSS experience, because again, it's, it's it's a personal passion of mine, the opportunity program. So thank you for bringing that up. They do need to 
be funded. They are a resource for students. And you're right, more colleges should look at obtaining of those grants for, yeah. for TRIO. And if you're a state that does not have state-funded opportunity programs, you should look at how you can provide state funding for campuses to do that because those programs make such an impact mm-hmm. and they're so important and the students that come out of them are so bright and do phenomenal things. We have in New York here a program called Step and See Step that are for students going into the sciences and professional licenses and careers. And so for students like yourself who are going into the medical sciences in New York, the campuses who do participate in Step and See Step provide support for, for students like yourself who are doing that. So it's they're, they're phenomenal programs and yeah, it, they're great. So thank you for bringing that up. It has been been a total pleasure. I wish you the best in your college career. I definitely look forward to seeing you graduate and and definitely moving on into what I, I presume would be going to medical school. And so I look forward to all the wonderful things that you will be doing and making a contribution back to the folks who, who truly need it. In the, and being in the medical sciences is a great way to do that. Thank you for your insight. This has been a wonderful conversation. And thank you for letting your voice be heard and being being a representative for other students of color who are living through these times and are who are on college campuses, I think it's an important voice to be heard. And I'm happy to have your voice on here. So thank you again for, for all that you're doing. And thank you again for agreeing to uh, chat with me here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. And thank you for letting my voice be heard. I enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. Me too. And hopefully we can have you back. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.